Hosea chapter 6. We're going to talk about a warning of God. We're going to talk about a warning of God. And I believe this word is timeless. I believe it is true. And, and I know that the Lord was speaking to the nation of Israel. Um, but it's a, good, um, it's a good admonition for us as we look at this uh, simple truth. I won't be long tonight. At least that's the goal. Um, we're going to have a business meeting this evening immediately following the services. So, um, and the business meeting hopefully won't last too long so we can get to the festivities afterwards for Dalton and Emma and, and everything there for that. So Hosea chapter number 6, if you've found your uh, place, we'll stand this evening out of respect for the reading of God's Word. If you're able, please. And uh, Hosea chapter 6 and verse number 4 through 6 is where we'll begin reading. Uh, we'll read verse 5 in unison and I'll read verses 4 and 6. The Bible says, O Ephraim, what shall I do unto thee? O Judah, what shall I do unto thee? For your goodness is as a morning cloud and as the early dew it goeth away. Therefore have I hewed them by the prophets. I have slain them by the words of my mouth and thy judgments are as the light that goeth forth. For I desired mercy and not sacrifice the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, again, I ask you to help me preach. I ask you to give me right words to say. Help me not to say anything I shouldn't say. Help me to be a blessing and a help to your folks here tonight. God, I ask that this evening's message wouldn't fall on any hard hearts tonight. I ask that you just soften us to this truth. Uh, this morning's message was, um, was tough, and it was tough to preach, but the truth is, so is this message tonight. So God, I ask that you please help me preach tonight. I, I do need you. Uh, Lord, help me to have the boldness to say everything I ought to say this evening. And Lord, I ask if someone tonight, under the sound of my voice, if they were to die and they don't know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior, I ask that you convict their hearts and they'd get born again tonight. Lord, they wouldn't wait for tomorrow, they wouldn't wait till they're older, they wouldn't wait for another day, but they would get saved, they'd get born again tonight. Please, God, we beg of you for it. The most important decision anyone can make is to be born again. And God, I ask that us as Christians, we would heed this warning from the Lord tonight. And we ask this in your son's most precious name we pray. Amen. You may be seated this evening. Well, as we look at the book of Hosea, Hosea, this is a warning from the Lord about chastisement, about chastisement coming. And as we've known here, as we've studied this book, we found that uh, the Word of God has been plain, and Hosea, as a prophet of God, was, was even commanded to marry a prostitute because um, Israel had prostituted themselves to false god worship, trying to let Israel see a type of that and what was going on there. And and I, by the way, I'm glad I'm not Hosea, amen. I'm glad I wasn't called. I mean, we think that we're called to a hard task sometimes. Good night, you know. Um, Hosea here, though, is still continuing this warning to the nation of Israel, trying to help Israel understand that it's time to get right with God. It's time to, it's time to make things right with the Lord. And I'm going to say this tonight, that, that it's important and imperative that the church of God make things right with God. I believe we're in the last days. I believe that the rapture could happen at any moment. We've got to understand something tonight. If we don't get things right with God, when we stand before the judgment seat of Christ, it's not going to be all hunky-dory like we think it will be. And, uh, but this nation, this nation had plummeted into apostasy. They went, they went, as the Bible literally says, they went whoring after other gods. That's what the Bible says. 
So they had prostituted themselves to false god worship. You say, well, pastor, I don't have any false gods in my house. I don't have a Buddha. I don't have a statue of a Hindu god. I don't have uh, anything like that going on in my home. Well, the truth of the matter is, every one of us, if we're right honest with ourselves, there are times in our lives where we place things before God, thus making it a false god. And so let's heed this warning tonight. Let's heed this warning tonight because the warning is this, is if we don't make it right with God, chastisement will come. All right, chastisement will come. So note the first thought tonight is the people of the warning. In verse number four, I want to say is it's the testimony of the people. In verse number four, it is, O Ephraim, and then you also note, O Judah. Now we understand tonight that the prophet Hosea is not talking directly to the man Ephraim and the man Judah, but rather to the tribes and trying to tell them, hey, you, you need to heed this warning too. Because we remember Hosea is, is, is proclaiming and preaching to Israel. Israel had divided their kingdom, but he is also speaking to Ephraim and Judah here. He said, hey, y'all need to hear this warning too, because you've ignored the warnings of God. You've had kings do that which was evil in the sight of the Lord. You got to understand, Christian, tonight that although he's talking to Ephraim and he's talking to Judah and he's talking to Israel, may I say by proxy, because we're believers in Jesus Christ, he is talking to us tonight and trying to give us a warning as well this evening. There are many who have at one point had the testimony like Ephraim and Judah. Note here their testimony. For your goodness. They did the right things. They attended church like they were supposed to. They read their Bibles. They served in a bus route. They, they served in a Sunday school apartment. They, 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 they worked in trying to get people born again. They did everything they could to serve. Or once upon a time, they had this goodness is what he's telling them. You had goodness, Ephraim. You had goodness, Judah. But notice not only the testimony of these people, but it was temporary uh, towards the people. In verse number four, note this. It says, for your goodness is as a morning cloud, and as the early dew, it goeth away. Well, what is the early dew? You wake up in the morning, you go outside, and, and if you're wearing sneakers or if you're barefoot, you're, you'll feel it. But if you're wearing sneakers or shoes or boots or whatever, you're going to leave footprints in the dew, dewy ground. But when the sun rises, if you want to say it this way, when the heat starts to get cranked up, the dew disappears. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? What happens is, is many times, somebody will get saved, they'll get on fire for the Lord, they'll get into church, they'll start working in vacation Bible school, they'll start doing a, a, a Christmas program, whatever the case is, they'll say, I want to be a Sunday school teacher, they'll come to every Bible study there is, they'll come to the Thursday night door knocking and soul winning, or Saturday morning soul winning and door knocking and so forth, they'll do everything they can, they launch themselves out into the ministry of the Lord, but their goodness is like the morning dew, it only lasts just a little while. Say, Pastor, are you telling me that that's my morning? No. Here, I'm going to tell you right now what, what takes place is there. Listen, well, along your Christian faith, our Christian faith is like this. 
And I understand that. I'm not telling you that we're just going to always be going upward. The pastor's not always going upward. There's days when I don't feel like it. There's days when I'm doing this. There's days when I'm doing this. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's not the point of it. The point is that we get back up and keep going forward. See, Judah and Israel, or Judah and Ephraim had plummeted so far in apostasy that they weren't unwilling to get right. He told them, hey, your goodness was like the morning. You did good for a little while, but now it's gone. It's gone. You don't have any goodness in you anymore. You've got nothing good to offer anymore. You've, you've hung it up. You've quit it. You no longer are doing it. You're no longer serving me. You're no longer making me your one Jehovah God. Let me tell you something tonight, Christian. You say, Pastor, I'm in that spot right there, right now. I've evaporated off of the grass. I'm like the dew right now. Well, let me help you out with something. You've still got time to make it right with the Lord. You can get back in the fight, you know. Let, let me help you out with something. Failing is not the bad thing. Failing is the bad thing when that's your last chapter of your life. When you say, I've given up on God, I've given up on serving Him, I'm quit, I'm done, I'm not doing anything else for Jesus ever again. I'm going to warm up you, that is all. I'm going to help you out with something. That's where you fail. When you make it your last chapter. The Apostle Paul says this, and may this be something that we could say, but 2 Timothy 4 and verse 7, many of you can quote this. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I can tell you right now, just as the short almost five years of pastoring this church, just this ministry alone, the people that have gotten saved and gotten baptized or the people that have come in and got excited and got on fire for the things of the Lord can't find them anywhere the fbi couldn't find them they're gone some little thing allowed them to get out they were like what they got like the morning dew it got hot the fiery trials came and they were gone they dissipated they evaporated listen I, i'm not trying to get on anybody's case tonight you know other than uh, anybody that's out there is not going to hear this sermon i'm not talking to them tonight. I'm talking to us tonight because the truth of the matter is, no matter how great of a Christian we think we are, that can happen to any one of us, a pastor included. It can happen to me. That's why the Apostle Peter tells us to be sober and to be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's trying to pick us off. You understand? He, that's what the enemy does. He's trying to wreck your life. He hates your guts. He's trying to ruin you and trying to ruin your family and ruin your future, ruin everything about you. Christian, tonight you might have to make a determination. I'm going to finish my course. I may have bumped my knees. I might have skinned my shins. I might have fallen down and skinned my hands. I might, I might barely be crawling, but hey, just determine I'm going to get up and I'm going to keep going forward for God. I'm not, my goodness isn't going to be like the morning dew. I'm going to keep pressing on. I'm going to keep pressing on for Jesus Christ. We not only see the people tonight, but notice here is the prophets tonight as a warning from God. The prophets, you note here is there is a hewing from the prophets. In verse number five, the Bible says, therefore have I hewed them by the prophets. The word hewed, as uh, Webster's 1828 dictionary says, to be cut and made smooth or even, chopped, hacked, shaped by cutting or by a chisel. I'm going to tell you something tonight. That's what the preaching of God's word is supposed to be. Something that's chiseling away at us. Knocking off the bad parts. 
chiseling away at us. That's why I love listening to preaching. I was just listening uh, yesterday to uh, Brother John R. Rice and, and agree with him all that he does, whatever. I'm not talking about that, but he was preaching on soul winning and it was a great challenge to me about trying to get somebody else born again, trying to give somebody else the gospel. Why? I'm trying to chip away at that. Listen, the prophets, the preachers of God, listen, not just your preacher, not just your pastor, but any pastor or preacher that comes through this, the Sunday school teachers, any man of God that's stands behind the pulpit and preaches. It is for our admonition and for, listen, for his glory, it is to chisel away at us to make us better and right with God. It is the warning light is what preaching is supposed to be. Why, 1 Corinthians chapter number 1, the Bible very explicitly says in verse number 17, the Apostle Paul writes and he says under the inspiration of the Spirit of God, for Christ sent me not to baptize... But to preach, hear that? But to preach the gospel not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. For the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God. And he goes on and he says, for after, the, for after that in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. But it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. You understand that God's medium, God's mode, God's plan was by the preaching of God's word for people to be brought to a decision. The truth is today what we have in many of our pulpits are not men that preach the word of God. They want to, as Brother Dennis said, they want to tickle your ears. They want to make you feel good about yourself. Well, listen to me tonight. I, I, as a pastor, I was never called to make you feel good about yourself. I'm going to say this, the Holy Spirit of God doesn't call you to feel good about yourself. God calls us to get right with him. God calls us to be right with him and to stay right with him. When I go my own way and I do my own thing, I'm no more than the children of Israel in the book of Judges spiraling out of control. Every man did that which was right in his own eyes. That's who I am when I do my own thing. Well, Pastor, this is the 21st century. I mean, it's 2021. You need to get with the program. Listen, God died a long time, or Jesus Christ died on the cross 2,000 years ago. Don't you think he knew what 2021 was going to hold? That's right. When God, when God said, let there be light, he knew what 2021 would hold for us. Don't get upset at me, but he knew 2020 would bring COVID. God knew that. God knew what 2021 would unfold. Listen, now, getting with the program. Now, the problem is, is we've got away from the program. Preaching God's word. It is God's medium by which people get right with him. It might not be popular, but I'm going to help you out with something. Preaching has never been popular. It got John the Baptist's head cut off. Amen. It got, you got Elijah on the run. Amen. That's right. Preaching has never been popular. Uh, you say, well, pastor, there's some guys that are real popular, man. People love them. I'm going to help you out with something. If you're a child of God, you ought to love preaching. But the lost world has never loved preaching. If the lost world loves the preaching and loves the so-called preacher, if the lost world loves the preaching and loves the preacher, there's something bad wrong with his preaching. 
Don't get mad at me tonight. I'm not trying to be unpopular. I don't want to be unpopular. It's never my goal to set out and make someone mad. But the truth of the matter is when you're preaching the truth and it offends, it cuts, it divides, it separates. And when that happens, hear me on that. Listen, folks are going to get mad about it. We not only see the hewing of the prophets, but notice the hammering of the prophets in verse number five. The Bible says, I have slain them. That word slain is indicating a death taking place. I have slain them by the words, plural, not just the word of God, the words of God of my mouth. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter four and verse number 12, listen very carefully to me. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse number 12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and of marrow, and it is discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. You know why people don't like the preaching of God's word straight and true? Because it points out their, let me, their intents of their heart. You know why people don't want to read their Bible on a regular basis? It's because it points out the intents of their heart and it cuts and it divides and it cuts deep and it hurts. I'm going to say right now this morning or this evening when I'm reading my Bible in the morning time and I'm getting alone at the end of our dining room table where my little little spot is where I, where I read my Bible and I pray. When I get there, sometimes when I'm reading that Bible, listen to me, my mind will start to wonder and I'll start to think about all kinds of other things. Why? Because that Bible is hitting me right here and it hurts. It hurts. People that run from the preaching of God's word and people that run from reading their Bible, let me help you out with something. Don't get mad at your preacher tonight. There are carnal Christians that aren't right with God. They're, I'm going to say that again for your own, uh, your own admonition. There are carnal Christians that aren't right with God. Amen. If we're born again believers tonight, we ought to thrive. Hear me. We ought to thrive on the preaching of God's word. Listen, uh, Brother Wally Davis, was, uh, he's passed away and in glory now. And, and man, he was just ripping my heart to shreds with the Word of God yesterday. I love listening to preaching. Listen, I, you say, preacher, do you always want to listen to preaching? Not if my spirit ain't right. Not if my spirit ain't right. There's not something wrong with the preacher. Listen, I'm not trying to put me on no pedestal. So don't miss it. I'm talking about me having a problem with preaching. And my problem with preaching is about me having the wrong spirit. Me not wanting to get in my Bible and alone with God there for a devotion time, there's something wrong with me, not with God or God's book. Why? Because it hurts. Because it is the, Ephesians tells us, the sword of the spirit. Swords cut. It's an offensive weapon. Sure, you can defend with it, but namely a sword is an offensive weapon. What's it designed to do? A sword is designed to cut you. And it digs in deep and it hurts and, and we may not like it. Well, you know what, as, my, uh, as, I, as, a, as a sergeant, I used to tell my, my, my soldiers, well, you just need to fill out a hurt feelings report then. <laughs> Man, if it hurts, <laughs> hey, my father-in-law said, if it hurts, you need to hurt. Man, if it hurts, you need to hurt. See, what happens is, though, when the pastor says something or a missionary says something or an evangelist says something or, or some guest speaker says something or a Sunday school teacher says something that we don't like, a lot of times what we do instead of allowing it to, to as he says, I've slain them, allowing the word of God to penetrate our hearts, instead of we do this. Mm, nope, I'm not listening to that. 
Oh, I'm going to do my own thing. I don't care what he says. Don't get mad. Listen, listen, look here. I, I'm sorry. Sometimes my southern Arkansas comes out in me when I start talking. Listen, Christian, tonight. That ought never be the case. It ought never be the case. I remember I was not, I was, well, I was in the military and I was with a pastor friend of mine. We're good friends today. His ministry was the ministry that really helped me when I got right with the Lord. I, I cannot tell you enough about Pastor Dewey Stewart to tell you how much he impacted and changed my life. Um, but with that said, and you say, he'll, hey, listen, I, and I'm going to say something about Brother Stewart. I, I'm just going to brag on my old pastor here for a minute. He'll never be in some paper. He'll never be critically acclaimed. He's pastoring some little church in a little community up in north, uh, upstate uh, New York. But I'm going to tell you, he impacted my life greatly, helping me get right with God. Patience and compassion with my knuckleheaded self. Um, but I used to see when I was getting right with the Lord and I was trying to give my life back to God and trying to do the right thing, I used to see when he would say, open your Bibles to so-and-so, I'd see a few folks, so just as what it was, skirmish out of the room. Why? They didn't want to hear the preaching. They are doing everything they could to, oh, we're at church so I can get my spiritual check mark, but I ain't going to hear that preaching. Come on now, preacher. Hey, man, I'm getting real uncomfortable tonight. Are you hearing what I'm saying? It was like they turned on the light and the cockroaches started running. Don't get mad. Yeah, man, that's good preaching tonight, even if I do say so. All right, we see not only the hewing by the prophets and the hammering by the prophets, but notice the happening of the prophets here in verse number five. The Bible says, and thy judgments are as, now look at your Bibles with me here, please. Look at your Bibles with me here, please. And thy judgments are as, the, now the judgments are coming from God, you understand tonight. They're their judgments on Judah and Ephraim. But they're coming from God. We're coming from where? The words of God. Right, we, we're getting this, okay? Watch this. Are as the, what's that word? Light. That goeth forth. See, sometimes I think, I think we don't like the Bible because it sheds light on everything that's wrong. It's kind of like you walk into your house and it's dirty, right? Hear me, you don't just walk over and turn the lights off. That's what we think we can do, right? My life is dirty, so I'm just going to turn the lights off. It, it's not really there. It's still there. It's just dark in the room. Right? The, 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 the filthy pigsty in the, in the dining room or whatever, the living room or whatever the place is. I praise the Lord, by the way, I have a wife that is a, is a very much a housekeeper. I mean, she wants the house clean. I mean, good night, I'm telling you what. No, my wallet goes there, woman! Anyway, uh, she's not in here so I can say that. Uh, hey, hey, but she's very much a housekeeper, wants everything in its place and every place in its thing, right? And, uh, but the truth is, if the house is dirty, me going and turning off all the lights doesn't fix the situation. See, the judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than much fine gold, yea, than, right, much fine gold, right? They're sweeter also than honey, right, and the honeycomb. They're more to be desired are they, the Bible says. Now watch this, here's the problem is, is we don't desire them because we like that darkness, because watch this, watch this, when that light turns on, it shows me all my problems, Shows me every issue I have. Shows me every wart that I have. Every black-headed pimple. Come on. Right? It's like, 
you, you don't like the way you look, so you turn all the mirrors around in your house. I'm not talking about being vain, but you hear what I'm saying. Why do we have those things there? They're there to help us fix ourselves. Right? Come on, help me tonight. And that's what the Word of God is. It's a light. It sheds light on my problems. But see, when the light is shined, I don't like it. And, and watch this. You, you can even see them. You can see them sometimes. By the way, I can see them when I'm preaching too, by the way. I know who you are. Shine the light and you do this. <laughs> Amen. See, you, you ever have, you ever go to bed before your spouse and then they're using their light on their phone to get to the room? And then they, you feel like they're shining or right in your eyeballs? You've only been in there for like five minutes, but your eyes have already adjusted and you're almost asleep, almost at that point. And then all of a sudden the light shines in your face. You're like, ah, why are you putting it in my face? I didn't shine in your face. What's your problem? And that's what you, hear me, hear me. That's what the preaching does. You think, he's shining right in my face. He's talking to me. I'm just shining it around, just kind of showing the problems. Amen. I know it's uncomfortable, but it's true anyway. Amen. We're talking about the warnings of the Lord. Talking about the warnings of God. We not only see the people and the prophets tonight, but notice here is, and I'm not going to last long here on this final thought, but is the presentation in verse number six. Watch how they presented themselves. Verse six, for I desired mercy and not sacrifice and the knowledge of God more than burnt offerings. So watch this. Hear me on this. They thought that they could put on a persona and an outward action to pretend to be religious. That's what they're doing. No, he, I want you to have the knowledge of me. But what they do, they want to whore after other gods. The Bible says they got their little G-God. But they still sacrificed and had offerings to their God, to, to God, Lord Jehovah. That's what the Bible, no, don't get upset. That's what's going on here. They tried to intermingle all that. And God says, wait a second. You try to fool me. You ain't fooling me. Can I help you tonight, Christian? You're not fooling God. Hey, you're not fooling God. You might, hey, you might, you might fool the preacher. I don't know your heart. I can't see your heart, but God does. You might fool the deacons. You might fool your Sunday school teacher, but you ain't going to fool God. You might even fool your spouse, but you ain't fooling God. Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 3, 5, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. Hear me, he says, from such, turn away. If you see they have a form of godliness, but they ain't really godly, you turn away from them. That's what the Bible says. Is it okay that I'm reading the Bible tonight? They pretend to be the Christian, but they're not. Come on now. I've heard people say, I'd go to church if it weren't for all them hypocrites. May I say tonight, what better place for hypocrites than in a place that can help them, number one. But also may I say tonight, shame on us for being hypocrites. Well, are we all right tonight? Shame on us for being hypocrites. Shame on us for having that name. God help us. Heed the warning of God. God said, I gave you, I gave you my book. I gave you preachers. I gave you people to help you get right, Israel, but you didn't get right. And we can go all through the, the time of the kings and see all these different prophets from, 
from Elijah and Elisha and Obadiah and Hosea. I mean, all these men of God that were preaching, get right, get right, get right. From thus saith the Lord, Jeremiah said multiple times. Just ignored God's word, didn't care. Nah, I'm going to do my own thing. So what ends up taking place, we're going to close with this right here. What ends up taking place to the nation of Israel and then to Judah is captivity takes place in their life. Evil overtakes them. Going into absolute slavery. Say, Pastor, that'll never happen to us. Careful. Careful. You can only... You can only play games with God for so long. God will do what he needs to do to get your attention. He'll, as daddy would say, boy, I'll rattle your cage. God will do it. And he's not playing. Say, Pastor, I I think I'm okay. I've been walking with the Lord. I... You know, I've been praying, I've been seeking his face. I think, we're, I think I'm okay. Well, let me first off say, praise the Lord and rejoice in it. But what you ought to do is make some promises. God, help me to stay right there where I am. Help me not to wander, help me not to stray, because we're all prone to wander and all prone to stray. Every one of us. Don't care who you are. Don't care how faithful you are. Don't care how long you've been born again. If King David... You hear me? If King David can commit adultery with Bathsheba, one of his captain's wives, then put a hit out on Uriah's life, give him the letter in his own hand, and sentence him to death, and the man of character carries this to the front of the battle, and General Joab, who has no character, allows Uriah to die. If the man after God's own heart, as the Bible calls him, if that can happen to him... That kind of stuff can happen to us. Warning. God's warning us. Let's heed God's warning tonight. Let's pray. Most gracious Heavenly Father, we close tonight. I ask that you be with this invitation time. I ask that you'd fill this altar with your people. And again, I ask if someone tonight doesn't know your son as their Savior, I ask that you convict their hearts and they'd be saved tonight. Lord, I ask that they wouldn't care about who they're setting with. I wouldn't ask who, I wouldn't care who, I ask that they wouldn't care who, who's here. I, would, I ask that they wouldn't care about anything other than just getting born again tonight. <clears throat> Lord, I ask, please, just to work mildly through this service and this sermon tonight.